Boom. Here we are. Live with Eduardo Gonzalez. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I did. Because I have a problem with names. And that's <laughs> this is a this is a weird weird uh, world we live in. Because like you, whenever you have a conversation with anyone, it's like how do you it usually starts with like how do you pronounce your name? Because like yeah. everyone is from different places now. It's not just like oh everyone is from from just that one spot and you know internet and uh, and everything sort of opened up a lot of possibilities to meet like really cool people from around the world. You know. And uh, I think so. I just did what mostly everybody says it's like yeah that's close enough because um, <laughs> it's not like uh you know it's I'm, I'm mexican right so like uh it's literally pronounced a little bit more you know with more emphasis or something but it's hard it's a tongue twister and i, I give up sometimes eduardo did i say it right now that's it eduardo <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> awesome awesome there you go Cool. Um, so yeah, Eduardo is you are the visual. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> You're the visual development uh, director over at Riot Games, right? Yeah, for the world building team. Got it. Got it. And how long you've been there? Like that is the question that we oh. should we should start with. Two thousand uh, mid two thousand ten. I'm starting to like. Yeah, it was it was just after they they launched the game. Wow. So seven, seven years now. Yeah. Around. around holy yeah. Crap. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. When did, um, when did exactly, do you remember when, when, uh, when they started the whole thing? Like was, I, I, how, how close to, uh, the, the, the game release, I guess it was a couple of years, right? Before they actually released. Yeah, they they I I think they had like a, a sweatshop like literally four people <laughs> or something, um, and then they um, they got up and running and I think they went into a, 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 another studio in Culver City, and then they upgraded to a bigger studio, three story building uh, in Culver City, and that's the one that I joined them in, um, and then of course then they went to the Yahoo Center. Yeah, um, that was the that was the big like that was the big expansion where we we're like holy shit, this is <laughs> big time. Um, yeah, how but many... now we're we're a little bit closer towards LA in in Santa Monica. Yeah, how many how many people you guys uh, had in Yahoo Center? I can't remember, but I, I remember some of the Naughty Dog guys were were over there, you know, checking out studio, and it was like, like when they came back, it was like uh, it's kind of cramped, like kind of nasty <laughs> that's what i heard yeah. so there were uh well it's i yeah i think at some point it did get it get like the end the end cap started getting filled up people started getting uh, squished into corners and um we couldn't get enough space in the rest of the buildings um and 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 so i think it got really uncomfortable for for a while for like a year and then they opened up to other sections of the Yahoo Center, and and then we spread out, um, but we just kept hiring, and it just never <laughs> got better. Um, it was, we hired faster than we can grow. So well, yeah, I mean the game was growing incredibly fast. I mean from the from the moment it got released, I remember um, I was checking it out back in two thousand and nine or ten. No, yep. not nine, ten. What am I saying? Two thousand eleven or twelve. Okay. That's what that's what I uh, checked it out for the first time because I was like hearing like, 
this new game, you know, League of Legends, it's free. You can play it, and it's fun. Um, and I was checking it out, I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, it's, it's completely not my uh, cup of tea, you know? Because, um, you know, like, I, I come from, uh, like, super realistic video game sort of heritage almost, right? Uh, mm. My career started where when the whole uh, next-gen movement was starting. You remember uh, back in 2004, 2003, most of the games were made in like really small studios, like yeah. 10, 20 people. 20 people was enough to make like a really good game. For instance, yeah. um, did, you, did you ever play uh, Painkiller? No. Game? It was like a FPS, and it's about like a guy who dies in an accident with his wife or something like that and he's trying to save her and he goes to hell and start killing monsters <laughs> super super stupid premise but it was one of the most fun uh, fps it was like very quake like and yeah. the studio that made it people can fly i think when they were making that game there were like 20 people yeah maybe 15 like one artist did like concepts and sketches and 3d and textures and some of the animations you know that kind of stuff because uh, it was just all like you know light maps and very very straightforward production and then there's still the, a small studio when i went to visit them when they were working on Bulletstorm. yeah 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 uh they changed i mean they they, they grew a little bit and then they uh, scaled down the bullet storm was a couple of years back now they're part of epic games yeah yeah well actually I, I i met i met up with them when the when epic games uh purchased them it was epic games that sent me down there Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So so yeah. It was it was exactly around the same transition. Oh, so you've seen the the studio there in in Warsaw. Yeah. Yeah, I remember because I've I've joined when they were still in like the other part part of the town, uh -huh. uh, and then they moved the studio. And shortly after, I actually moved to Crytek, and it was still yeah. like the studio was small. I think they had like uh, twenty people. I don't I don't know if they ever expanded because they 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 mostly I mean from. Uh, from what I believe, Bulletstorm they were doing together with Epic Games already. In a way, I can't remember exactly how it how it went down. Was it? I mean, I I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they, they were always small. I think it it was in Warsaw when I when I went there, and it was in um in almost like that, like uh, it was it was it was like a mall kind of like building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like there was like malls and and like little areas with like shops and stuff and shops, you go up the stairs shops. and there's a studio <laughs> it was honestly it was like so strange walking <laughs> in or, or towards the front door and then it was felt like i had to do a password or something like <laughs> and when you opened it up it felt like a beautiful studio um it's, it's yeah it's, it was pretty nice it's a real experience <laughs> uh anyways i mean the studio was small when i joined and and, and it was same with crytek like when i joined crytek like right in 2000 beginning of 2005 that was yeah. when they, they made Far Cry. And the Far Cry was still sort of like a small team. It was like 50 people. Yep. When I joined Crytek, it was like about 50, 60. When I left Crytek, it was like 400 or 500 mm -hmm. people in the studio. I can't re exactly remember. It was like, it's it, it went from seeing all the faces and remembering all of them by name to yep. I don't even know who, my, who, my, who who is that person passing me by, you know, <laughs> that kind of deal. And I guess you went through the same thing, right? Oh yeah, and I and I got to visit Crytek too. I, I'm chasing your career down every studio. <laughs> I'm gonna go there. Um, All right, but uh, yeah, I, I think Crytek was uh, was was I think it was pretty huge when I got there. But we were uh, yeah yeah. I, 
it was a beautiful studio. It's like like several pieces put together by bridges or something, right? Yeah, I think that they they moved there um, after I actually after actually after I left. That's when they yeah. moved the studio. They moved it from dude the the, the so the original studio was in the house, like actual oh, house. Cool. Uh, and then they they purchased another house and they had like two houses with like bedrooms and stuff that were actually converted to studio yeah uh and that was in bavaria and the 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 bavarian studio was awesome like even though it was a house it was like it was the city you know maybe five thousand people you know a a hill a castle on top of a hill (laughs) like like just picturesque uh you know postcard from from germany in bavaria right super safe you could leave your door doors wide open nobody would go in there you know super safe city uh they moved to frankfurt and they moved to this location uh called casella which yep. was uh right across chemical factory and i remember like first week we were there or second week we were there we get an email uh in an inbox saying don't leave the the building because they just had chemical spill and they're like <laughs> shutting down the whole street and it's it's unsafe. I was like, what the fuck? Where do I work in the chemical factory? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was fun, fun, um, fun times. I would say. I mean, yeah. as memories, fun. Back then, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. moved to city. I think it was like west side of the city center or something like that, or northwest. I can't remember exactly what that was, but yeah, I've heard it was pretty pretty nice studio over there, for sure. Uh, so you were chasing those studios like how you were like on fucking conferences what's what's going on there uh, I no, we are, well i was working at three wave uh, 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 a really awesome studio that we were um that was kind of doing multiplayer uh games for for most shooters um they're the guys that kind of like made uh, or invented capture the flag um, these old kind of like source engine guys, awesome designers. It's like one of the best teams, like most talented teams that I've worked with. Um, and it was just like, I'm like, how did I get here? How did I, how? We, were, we were able to make so much shit so fast, so accurately. Um, and we went to Crytek to try and um, port uh, uh, CryEngine into a console, which if you actually know the tech and the underbelly of that engine <laughs> i do yeah i do very so, well <laughs> you know the destructible like I, I just like just everything the volumetric like um everything uh lod's all, they're trying to like say how do you get everything into and, and into the into a console and we're just looking at it and we're like like this the constellations star constellations were accurate like what they changed like weathers depending on like if it started raining things got the textures got wet like the shader system was amazing like shit we we're breaking everything down it just freaked us out but you know these guys all our engineers and our our designers were just like yeah we'll do it <laughs> yeah crazy <laughs> russians man crazy russians yeah I, I, i'm telling you like there was this one guy was all the crazy russians and there was also this one i think it was like a technical artist or something can't remember his name now but uh, I used to have a lot of conversation with him back in the day. And he was just like this fucking living calculator. He would just look at the, a photo and then do everything in the engine, like, you know, setting up a scene so it looked like a photo. So when you, when you look at the, some of the early uh, screenshots from Crisis, 
they look like photos, right? Yes. It's this guy is just like fucking pixel fucking every every corner of the engine. <laughs> You know, like yes. putting all the textures in the correct way, the camera and like all of the settings and going back and forth with R&D. Like, I need this. I need that. I need this. It's just like, you know, almost like a DJ with the sliders. But like, yeah. and he kind of looked like uh, Bill Gates a little bit, you know? Yeah. So just super, you know, super focused, geeky. Like, I want to fucking make this happen. <laughs> I was like, holy yeah. shit. And, I, I, you know, I've learned a lot working with him. And because um, he had like big brain, I would say, you know, like yeah. that guy was amazing. When it comes when it when it came to that stuff, so he could uh, his name was Harold. I can't remember his last name. His first yeah. name was Harold, and um, vaguely, I I'm, you know I'm not gonna remember that. I, I but it, it I kind of it resembles some. Maybe I met him or not. Got glasses, a little <laughs> hunch over. Yeah, that guy was awesome. Uh, but yeah, he was uh he was man, he was just like a wizard, and you know I've learned a lot. But it was it, you know to the point what you're saying is just like all of that stuff that they created. <laughs> The problem was it was always buggy. <laughs> it yeah. was and the, we had that meme uh, in the studio uh, because like we would we would we would try to build something in in the engine, uh, you know, like some of the screenshots and whatnot, and something wouldn't work. So we would ask like, "Hey, it's not working. Like, what what the hell? Like, we we need to make it work <laughs> in the for whatever. Like, w w setting up uh, art for um, for the level, or you know, setting up like a beauty shot or whatever whatever that was." And the answer almost always was, it works with my machine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a memorable story, and I hopefully I we can get past it really quick. If you if you care to hear it, yeah, for uh, sure, go ahead. I, I I was witnessing all sorts of amazing tech, things that just like would blow your mind away with what they were doing with that engine. These guys were all super like proud of 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 what they were displaying. But they all got together and they all had the right consensus on check out the chicken. And it was this chicken that was animated and it was animated to the T, everything, the feathers, <laughs> the, the way it was pecking. And they were telling us to look in the details. We, they, they say they perfected that chicken and, it, and it's supposed to like act and, 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 and run around. And, and I'm just like, like nobody's going to pay attention to the chicken, but they put <laughs> so much attention to that chicken. And I swear it was like an maybe a half an hour to 45 minutes of talking about and showing the demo around what they did to that chicken. I just, I was blown away out of with, out of everything they could have just spent a lot of time talking about. That, that's what they ended up uh, showing off the most, which was awesome. I, I, I love that. They're like, they, they have their priority straight. It's like, I just wanted Man, a chicken, the chicken. <laughs> dude, the chicken is the chicken is the most important thing. You know? Yeah. Chicken is the most important thing. Well, yeah, they did. They did a couple of amazing games. I mean, the Far Cry franchise. A lot of people don't know it started Crytek. You know, like the first Far Cry was a Crytek. Then they sold to Ubisoft. Ubisoft made um, a couple of their own versions of the game. But I still think yeah. that the first one was the best one because it was just yeah. like it yeah. was a it was this buffy like this buff you know uh, white dude with the machine gun in the fucking jungle and like everyone is you know everyone is like a fucking bodybuilder. Uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty funny. And the game was hardcore and unapologetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was like a true game, right? Yeah, if a you real fail, game. You like fuck. Doesn't help you win. <laughs> yeah, if you fail, you fucked. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed. It. That was one of the reasons why I moved there because I was applying in a couple of studios. I got back for. Uh, I've uh, got phone calls from Streamline as well. Like there was this. Um, 
video production studio uh, or like video cinematics production studio in, in Netherlands called uh, Streamline. They they wanted to hire me as well. But oh I yeah. Ended up, but I ended up uh, working with Crytek because like fuck, I mean, Crisis uh, Crisis was an awesome game. We made it, but yeah. Far Cry was amazing. I was like, damn, like I'll, I'll be working with those guys. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I betcha they have awesome studios. I went there. It's a fucking house. <laughs> Stream, Streamlight guys I, were fun. Like I, I, I met them several times. And those guys, they did uh, they, they did like pipelines, right? They helped you develop pipelines and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But man, these guys were smart. Like they really knew games inside and out. Um, and they knew how to do it in an efficient uh, way. Um, Got it. But, but, but we, we mainly just partied with them. Yeah. <laughs> so you were working what was the studio name you were working at when you were doing all the all the you know chasing my my footsteps <laughs> yeah it was three wave studios in 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 vancouver canada i was living there for three and a half years um okay. and we just did multiplayer uh we did turok we did army of two 40th day and army of two um Damn, i remember those games yeah i Awesome. Yeah, I, I was really proud of those uh, those games. I think, I think for what we did, we we pretty much did an entire level, start to finish, learn their pipeline, learn their style, learn everything, um, set up the design, made up the the gameplay, got the game modes out, all in one month per 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 level, and we would do like seven of these. So in like seven months, all of them would be done. And I have no idea how we ever did that. Damn, that's efficient. Oh. <laughs> awesome and and then we started kind of coming up with all sorts of like i think we did a um that's kind of where, where i got involved with epic they they saw what we did with this tug of war kind of epic uh multiplayer uh, demo that we ended up showcasing but it, it, we did it just for fun like that's that was the kind of team like we did an entire demo um playable demo uh, with uh, new assets new locations used their assets of course um and we were trying to create what um uh uh what what the game would look like in in before the second the, the like the second version came out um right. if you remember that so it's like we were we were, we love the first one and we're like let's just not even try to recreate the first one let's try and predict what we would do if we were to do a sequel to that game right. and then we did uh we we did a a, a demo of that because we were doing everybody else's games we, we wanted to see if we could make our own game and 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 we just did it in like a few months it was ridiculously fast that is and hardcore it, that is hardcore yeah. because like normally production cycle for games like the shortest one i've seen for like a proper game not just like the dlc or like even dlc these days take months and months yeah. but normally like you have to expect about a year and a half unless it's like a rehash sport game FIFA fucking right. 2025 or whatever, right? Like yeah. just like, oh, let's just change a couple of textures, some names and add some cool cool extra graphics and yeah. you know and that's it. Uh which is easier um than <laughs> creating the whole fucking worlds and and all of that stuff, but yeah, that's that's crazy. A couple of months like 8 months, right? That's what you said, 8 months? No, 8 months for like for like like the multiplayer of like seven maps um, seven Damn. multiplayer, but for the Turok thing, I mean, not the Turok, what am I saying, Turok? Uh, um, Gears of War kind of like uh, get, uh, game mode, we, we ended up making the whole game and did this, like our version of the sequel before the sequel came out. Um, we did that in a couple of months, maybe three. Um, and it was our, our own design and it 
and it, it was a tug of war, so it's like three levels. Yeah. And so you fight in one arena, um, and if you won in that arena, you ended up going to the middle arena. So it's like a tie now. If you won on that arena, then you have to beat them in their arena, and then then and if you went all the way through, then you win. So it's it's kind of like right. it going back and forth. It could go maybe forever until somebody won in their in the enemy's base. So still three um, months, so, man. It's a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work for like really short amount of time. That's crazy. Yeah. That is that is really really crazy. Yeah, I mean compare that to. League of Legends, <laughs> and the team was small. Um, really, just just we had no choice. We we didn't yeah. know better. You know, we're just like we have a month, and there is no, there's nothing else. Like some sometimes we're worried whether like if we didn't get the job done, will we get another job? So it's like it almost felt like we were gonna, the the studio was going to close down if we didn't get this one done. So you guys were um, independent, right? Like an independent studio, not like yeah. uh, publisher owned. Yeah, right. That's yeah. that's that's freaking difficult because I remember that was always an issue, at least when I was over at People Can Fly. I was that was an issue. It's like, you know, we have to make something that's great. So there's a lot of pressure because otherwise we're not gonna get paid. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't have money. Like it's just all coming out of um of the you know owner's pocket. So it's it's really it's a really difficult thing to to set up something that is independent. Like it's 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 a little different when you're like owned by EA. Or you know any major studio that they just shove you shove you money and like do it and then they just put like some artificial deadlines, like fuck we cannot polish this thing and you know, and, it, and in most cases I mean for most of the time now it's a little different but back then like there was a lot of like crappy games coming out because they were just like yeah let's just do it and you know yeah. fast 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 cheap 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 and people were like oh but I want to I want to polish it and make it cool, <laughs> uh, but it isn't the case so. Right. Dude, how did you end up working with Riot Games? How did you end up like, you know, and you know, working there? Oh God, it's a really interesting story. Um, Let's go. I'm all ears right now. I, I, so you know, you play the game, right? Everybody that played the game back then, you look at it and you're like, fun game needs help <laughs> visually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, that was my reaction. I was like, hmm, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> And so, even even before I got there, it's it, it still needed some help. But for some reason, the characters were memorable. It made you it made you come back. The game itself, once you got past that like difficult like ramp up stage, um, it actually is really good and engaging, and it makes you play with others. It almost forces you to play with others without actually forcing you to. So if you feel comfortable. Um, and you you get to learn beyond what your capabilities and your skill sets are, and 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 the things that I hate is setting up items and building things in the backdrop. They made it fun and engaging, so like I like the game, I guess. Right. Um, but I said it still looks like, you know, and and Mundo, and, and team back then were freaking geniuses because they found a way to create art that was memorable and that people fell in love with. So there was that they did, the art team did to um, build such a big community around around these champions. So it's not that they were missing, they were just going so fast that there was no time to polish or really hone in on, on what these champions might look like. Um, so my, my thing was just like, shit, I wanna help. So they reached out to me and I, and I said, sure, and I gave them my regular rate. And I don't think that, that went well. Um, and they're like, no, can you do them for a hundred bucks each? <laughs> And then uh, I'm like, I'm going to draw at night. 
And if I'm going to spend some time just drawing characters just for fun, might as well be for a hundred bucks. And they're not going to like, you know, micromanage me or really focus on what needs to get done because they didn't. They were going so fast. They're just like, just get us a get us a character done. And so they would send like a paragraph, a really nice description. Um, and then I would just spend sometimes six hours to 12 hours max when I really cared, like like I really wanted to like, impress or I really loved that champion and I wanted to go further. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing that for a while for like 100 bucks a champion. I, I hope everybody are right. It's <laughs> not for me saying that. Well, but it was I'm a, pretty sure they're happy now, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they, they mind. <laughs> I, I hope not. I don't think they will. But the position we'll, you're in, you're in right now, and you know the amount of work, the good work you're doing right now. It's you know they're like, yeah, all right, all right, it's good, it's good. <laughs> exactly. We're good. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're hurting money because you've spent, you know, you hashed something really quick. <laughs> no, I no, I don't think they're hurting at all. <laughs> but I think it's charming that people think of Riot Games right now as this big giant company, but like only like. Seven years ago, they couldn't afford to pay more than a hundred dollars a champion. I, I think that's that's awesome, and that shows, you know, the dedication and and, and the growth that that studio that Riot Games has. So I, I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of like those early things. But, you know, um, I did it only because I, I I was gonna I was gonna do characters. I was gonna draw the night anyways. Right. But I also wanted to add value, and I wanted to see if I can improve the look. Um, and so I started doing those on the side, and eventually, um, you know, I was starting to get tested as an art director for Sony on Broodworks, this this game that was uh, in a in a Sony Santa Monica studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and and eventually, okay, cool. They're like, yes, you can have the job. Um, I got rid of all of my other clients except this small little studio wouldn't go away. Um, two hours. <laughs> before we were actually going to start thinking and writing contracts or, or something like that. We were going to make it official in terms of like me joining. Um, I'm like, no, this is like, like I'm already going to be an art director over here. And um, Mark Merrill had, you know, the co-founder, he literally, you know, sold ice to an Eskimo. He had an awesome pitch. <laughs> and, and honestly, like he said some crazy it sounded like bullshit. Like, yeah, we're gonna grow. We're gonna be this big company, um, you know. And and everything that he said was more like passionate, more about from the heart. He right. he believed in the product. He promised me to a creative space. And so me being a a, a romantic artist, <laughs> I said, yeah, sure, I'll uh, take a title cut and I don't know what else. Um, and I'll go down there and and help you guys out. And then I I, I declined the job. Uh, at Brewers, um, and which was which is not the coolest thing in the world because they just they just said yeah we'll give you the job and then that's the minute that I kind of said no I'm actually going to to Riot Games now and 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 their answer was like Riot who uh, <laughs> and so well, that's I how think you made the right choice at the end of the day I mean in the hindsight uh, it, it was the right choice but it's it it was a huge leap of faith you know yeah my wife reminded me of that <laughs> <laughs> Sony Riot what who are they? Who the fuck is um, Riot? Yeah, Sony Art here. Director, Good job. What's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather be somewhere where I'm happy. Um, and, and I, I would have been happy on both sides, so I, to be Art, honest. Sure. But, uh, but I, I, I was promised a ton of creative freedom, uh, and that's something that you don't really get in this in the industry because everything's so top down that, like, 
80% of all the artists that are working in other studios that are top down, they're don't they're not really in the creative process. Yeah. Um, they they can design, they can come up with really cool stuff, but to be able to like think up and really strain your your capabilities in in terms of like coming up with amazing things, I think they can, but they just they're they're not given the chances. So that's what I was being offered, and and honestly, he kept his promise. Um, I, I've never had to. I've never had to face my limits in, in to my in my creativity. I, I actually reached them and I said, "Shit, I got to dig deeper," because um, right. they're like, oh, "We want more. That's not enough." We're like, "Shit, <laughs> oh god, hold on, I'll be back." Uh, it scared it scared the shit out of me because sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for. Yeah, that's true. But you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, I, if you enjoy what you do, what you do, it's so much better for yourself. Even though the reward you know, the financial reward might not be necessarily the best one in the beginning. It's still much more rewarding to work on your own stuff uh, or, or on the stuff that you have actually a creative control over, you know, and uh, you're, you're hitting the mark here, I think, because that's something I've started to rea realize uh, um, recently a lot. It's just like, there's a lot of cool projects that I worked on, but I didn't have full creative control over them. And the, the worst the worst feeling is that when you when you create an art uh, that you're really happy with, like fuck, it looks awesome. You know, you you, you can feel that you've put a heart into it, and it yeah. looks really cool, and and you and you're really happy with the results. You you might not necessarily be you know over overwhelmed and blown away, like oh my god, I'm the best shit ever. No, it's just like I've created something I'm pretty proud of. At, at yeah. least at this point of time, you know, maybe five years from now, I'm gonna think it's shit, and maybe it doesn't compare to <laughs> other works, but. But at least for my abilities, it's pretty decent yeah. stuff, you know. And when you have that, and then director comes back and say, "Completely missed the mark." Fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That hurts. Like, oh, hurts. I can do this. Yeah, it it so hurts because <laughs> you don't. You know, it's very rare they give you the opportunity, and then if you let them down, I think you're harder on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and it's always like. For whatever reason, I mean, uh, I know it from experience that when you when you try something and it doesn't work out, then you're sort of like falling back into that mode of like being careful and and really like um, pragmatic about you know what what kind of work you're producing. You're not pushing it as far as you wish anymore. You're only making it so it's crafted directly towards that person, and it's like it's so difficult to to hit the mark like. I don't know. I mean, I guess that was one of the reasons why you, you've chosen Riot Games over Sony, you know, because like, uh, you know, we've been talking about, you know, the studio that we worked before on and you're, you, you, you know how the, the industry works, like how, how most of the studios in, in the video, video games industry works. Even though you, you're an art director, you're still not, you're not having a final say in a lot of cases because you're going to have producers like, I'm a yeah. I'm a big ass producer. I have a word. And I'm and Mr. Be this and that. And it's like fuck. Like, <laughs> why did you hire me as an art director? You know, yeah. it's like. But it is what it is. I mean, not every studio is like that, but a lot of them are. You know, and yeah. when you hear, <laughs> funny, funny the way you put it, like, <laughs> sold sold nice to an Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. He was good, man. He was good. I have I hung up and I'm like, I can't. Why did I just say yes? <laughs> how, how did he do that? I did. I asked myself Charmed all those you. questions. 
and then I and then I was like numb a little bit, and then when I realized I had to talk to my wife, um, that hit home, and I'm like, shit, <laughs> that's not cool. I should have consulted her, but he he did a spell on me. I don't know what it was. He he tricked me. Black magic. I pinned everything on him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was magic. It was dark. Yeah, it had dark nothing magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he knew something that. I mean, he knew. Yeah, he, he must. He must. I mean, when you're knowing it from, uh, like, I, I I own my own studio right now, which is Learn Squared. You know, I'm I'm co-producing and co-founding it with Ash Torp and yeah. and Andrew Andrew Horlick, um, and like we know how things go before they hit they hit the mark you know we, we we get genuinely excited about classes that we cannot talk about just yet and we know like oh shit it's gonna be awesome you know it's not maybe that the grand scale of what riot games did but it's like even in the small smaller scale it's still like you can see what's cooking behind the doors and and like just like you wish you could tell but you can't right so maybe maybe that that's what that's what it was like the confidence that he had uh, and sometimes, sometimes it is like this, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurship that you you believe in your in your goal so much that you're actually making it happen because you're gonna put everything on the line to make it happen. You know, like like what Elon Musk did with um, uh, Elon Musk did with with SpaceX. I mean, SpaceX yeah. was on the brink of bankruptcy so many times. <laughs> did you did you read his uh, biography? By the way, the, there's like elon musk uh biography is like really i actually yeah check it out it's actually uh, i i have listened it as a audiobook you know on the yeah. way to work or you know grocery and whatnot it's like the best way to to spend time you know when you're like uh you know fucking do grocery and shit like just listen to some audiobook it's 20 yeah you're speaking to the choir by the way Ah yeah, speaking to the choir, sir. I I, I thought I'm speaking quiet. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's it's, it's 26 hours. So if you if you want to check it out, it's gonna be a long listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's worth it. Like it's just like how much shit he put in the line, and he was like like literally I think an hour away from just the de- de- like okay we were wrapping up before it all went 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 down the way he wanted. Um, but he said like he said on on numerous occasions he said like. I rather run everything to the ground and live, you know, under fucking table or something again, because he—that's what he did. You know, he didn't have his own bed when he was in college. He was like living off like two dollars or a dollar a day when he was in college, like eating ramen all the time or some shit. You know, some the cheapest food and just working, working, working. So, so he's like. I already lived that life. I can live live maybe for another dollar, but like really cheaply again, like if if I need to. But this is what I want to do, and and he made it. So it tells you about you know the prolific minds, and I think the guys. Uh, uh, what what are the names of the founders of? Uh, I know there's Brandon and what was the the other guy. Uh, Mark Merrill and Brandon Beck. Yeah, there you go. Those guys, you you can tell like from from listening to interviews with those guys and you know seeing how much passion they put into the studio, you can tell like okay, those guys know what they're doing, definitely do. do you, so I won't name any names, but I honestly think that other people have said have had better speeches and have said most ama- more amazing things, but the difference between these guys is honestly it's true. 
like what they say is actually what they do. Um, and yes, they're elegant and they're elegantly um, conveyed and, 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 and they have a way of speaking and all that. But honestly, it comes from the heart. They don't even have to practice this stuff. They live it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the stuff that keeps me engaged um, because they care. I care. I over care. I think, I think sometimes to the point where like sometimes it's, you know, uh, I, I make a lot of mistakes cause I care so much, but, um, we all do. I mean, yeah, you know, but like he, he, they, they do too, except they're really smart and strategic about it. Um, and then you end up learning so much from them, but, but you kind of are addicted to that. Then you, you kind of want to keep learning and getting to that level where, um, they say crazy things like, fucking it's okay to fail i don't care if, like he said uh, mark said something that i i just will take forward to my grave and i loved it he said um it's okay to fail a, as many times as possible a million times as long as you don't repeat any failures mistakes. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like and then and it was it was like one thing you can say that and the other thing is like we lived it and he did it and we yeah. made so many mistakes and he just like, cool, let's do it again. Cool, that's fine. And when he saw somebody make the same mistake twice, he really quickly focused on that and corrected that and that and he was on it. And um, I think I, I really uh, respect those guys and you want to work hard for them. You want to succeed with them. And I think everybody, it's not that what they said is is how they lived and how they worked and how they operated. Um, that uh, that inspired you, and I'm not kissing ass. Like I swear, it it's rare that I talk about you know any CEO in this manner. Um, so it's 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 quite different than anything in is any Brent, place. Is Brandon before. online listening to us? <laughs> he just sent me a text. Said, Thank you. No, um, no, I don't think you're listening to me. anything you. I say. <laughs> All right, now now say this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but you know what? It reminds me. Um, uh, there is this awesome book. I can't remember the name of the book, but I remember the name of the author. And I've learned about the author of the of this uh, from numerous speeches, including TED Talk. Uh, his name is Simon Sinek, and he wrote a book about leadership. Um, I think it's called. I actually remember. It's called Leaders Eat Last. No, and, yeah. And it's it's it basically, you know, sort of like the the. The tropes of a of of a good leader that he's talking about in the book, I can I can see in the you know co-founders of, of Riot Games, especially hearing what you're saying, it's like it's okay to fail. Like everyone fails. There's no person in the world that never fails. You know, you, you can be goddamn superhero. You're gonna have your your darkest moment, and now now it's just a matter of like how you're gonna you know come back from that. You know, it that, reminds that's me. Important. It reminds me, um, I don't know if you're a fan of UFC or MMA in general. Um, uh, I, I, I watch it. I enjoy them, but I, like, I just don't you, have You know who Conor, Conor McGregor is, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, so he, he had this, uh, you know, he, he was like on top of the mountain. <laughs> and then he fought uh, Nate Diaz and he got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but his reaction to, to failure was, was surprising because like, you could think you could think that that guy has like such a big ego, you know, and he's just a th like a dick, right? But then yeah. he's like, you can see like, oh, he's actually humble, and and he understand he he lo he lost, and he understand the premise of lost, you know, and look what what he did after. Now he's fighting for hundred million dollars with fucking Mayweather. Mayweather, for fuck's sake, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get a hundred million dollars to hug him. Just 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 to just stay to be in the ring. Yeah, yeah, whatever whatever they're gonna end up being. I mean, it's a win win yep. for him. 
no matter yeah. what happens even if he, if he gets uh, knocked out he's like oh it's boxing like yeah. eh, whatever i can go, go he's probably not gonna come back i, I don't think he's gonna come back to mma like wh why would he i mean maybe maybe he has a competitive spirit that would you know would make it happen but but anyways i you know there's something really interesting and really cool you said about you know uh you fail and you, you can fail as many times as you want as long as you learn from your failures and you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over again yeah. and that's so true and the problem is i think with a lot of uh leaders and owners of the companies and you know and you can see that it's just like right now especially with social media and and how transparent everything becomes you know you, you can find out about anything you can find out anything about anyone these days yeah. if, you, if you really if you really want to so you can see through the bullshit right away and you can see like if someone is just fucking up and just like trying to put the face on top of it like eh, it's, it doesn't fly with people anymore it doesn't fly and it's so much more encouraging to hear like hey it's okay you fucked up as long as you don't do it do it again or you know you learn from it and yeah. i remember just so, don't do it twice you know yeah so Simon Sinek was uh, talking about this uh, company. I can't remember. It was one of the car companies, I think, or something like that. And someone made like a huge mistake that cost like $80 million for, of revenue for the company. And they asked the CEO, like, what the fuck? Like, why did you, why you didn't uh, fire that person? Right. Yeah. And he said, said something along the lines of, um, no, he just, he just took a seminar that cost $80 million, but now he's just so much smarter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So yeah, I love that kind of stuff because that, that person that made that mistake is probably going to be way more careful than the next guy you hire if you were to fire him. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Dude. So you, you took the leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. And it worked out. So how was, how was it? Like, when did you feel like that it, it would actually, was a right choice like i i know it was like uh artistically right choice in the beginning like you i, I can understand that decision like ah, oh, it's you know i'm gonna have free uh i could be more free to create art uh be better at art and you really really push push that direction even though the job seems to be like eh, compared to the the other stuff you know like art director right i guess you know <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah. um, there there must have been a turning point somewhere uh in your in you know in your career over at riot games where you, you realize like holy shit i think you know that was like a right roll of a dice that was like a fucking million dollar ticket no it was it was downhill from there um and it was all <laughs> my doing um so i'll you know i'll be brief but uh uh when i first got in um they just released this champion lux Mm -hmm. And the release was probably one of their worst releases ever. <laughs> and I, I looked at the release and I uh, and I I thought it was horrendous. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> I just joined like one of the worst teams ever. What 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 did what kind of studio did I just join? But as I found out and as I saw the entire community revolt. Um, and even it was so bad that the community ended up fixing and painting over some of the champions and and trying to rectify everything that Riot messed up on. So the, technically, the community fixed all of Riot's mistakes. But when they did that, Riot employer and their reaction was, okay, cool. Let's grab that stuff. Let's bring it in-house. Let's 
give them exactly what they were looking for, we messed we messed up. And 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 in two days, they shipped the right champion the right way. It it was a huge improvement, and the entire community was absolutely happy and and in and wow to the the amount of listening that riot did and so like it went really bad to where like oh shit what am i doing here to like <laughs> oh shit these guys are awesome um and so that's kind of how that happened it, it, it you find yourself at right like or i found myself at right early on in these huge ugly roller coasters like awesome highs where you're super proud and then and then moments where um and the reason why i'm such an advocate about like you know, giving people freedom and stuff like that. Cause I was very top down. Like I didn't know that I was, but I was very top down as I started taking on leadership. Um, and, and I was abrasive and I was hard. Like, so I had to learn some hard lessons the hard way and right. the teams and everybody kind of like just punished the shit out of me and, and taught me a good lesson. Um, and, and that, and, hey, and that, Eduardo, that your champions from, suck. Fix it. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I was, I was, um, I had a lot of learning and a lot of growing up to do. Um, so that's why it was not a rough, uh, it was not a smooth start for me. It was a constant realignment, constant understanding of really what the culture was. Um, and once I got it, I totally like fell in love with it. And, um, and then I realized that I was working so hard to try and make something awesome but it was working so hard because I wasn't being inclusive. I wasn't letting the team help me um, and all that stuff. So there's a lot of things that, that happened early on where, where, where I'm proud of, but I wish I would, I did that better. But now it seems like I've got, you know, I'm in a rhythm and I'm, and I'm, and I have a lot of momentum now and, right. uh, and I have a lot of control over some of my decisions and, and that's awesome. You know, yeah, so it's a, it's a learning curve, isn't it? I mean, there's there's yeah. often this question like, if you could change something, in, you know, if you could turn back time and go back and give yourself an advice, what kind of advice would that be? Yeah. And like the more the more and more you think about it, it's like none. Like if I give myself an advice, I'm not gonna fail. If I don't fail, I'm exactly. not gonna learn the lessons that I've learned. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's a hard pill. Like for a lot of people, failing and and just like doing doing things wrong just sucks. Like fuck, it. nobody likes to lose. Just go and chat when the losing team is playing on you know League of Legends. Like see what kind of cancer you can see there. <laughs> you know what's it's a hard pill to swallow. Is an understatement because I think I if they would have fired me, it would have been a lot easier because when you when you fail and then they're like yeah you just did it once just don't do it again yeah uh, and you have to sit there and you have to look at your team and your entire team is just like nope we we don't want you as a leader and you're not doing a great job and, and you have to be there <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy like fix it that hole and then getting their respect again um it's it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight and some of those relationships will probably never get better i i i wish they did but but I, I think that at this point, they, uh, very few people think that I'm anything like that and like I was in the past. Um, and I think I'm just reminding people right now, which I should probably shouldn't. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not that person anymore. But, I, but yeah, like there's a lot of learning to do, but it's hard to stay there. It's, it would have been so much easier to just like, cool, let's just, let's just quit and go somewhere else. And uh, I don't have to deal with this because it, uh, it was painful. It was a year of like um, having to deal with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, 
And I can I can testify that's true because I already spoke to some artists behind the closed doors before before oh. I even had that conversation, and they only yeah. said good things about you, even though oh. they don't have to listen to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good news. That's good news. <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah, it's like yeah, learning it. it you know, learning from mistakes is big. I remember uh, I was at Crytek. Uh, one of the like the biggest change for me was being our director as well. Like being in that position of like almost you feel like you're in a position of power, and then you just like if you if if you're not doing it smart and you're not doing it right, you become a douchebag. You know, yeah. and like in hindsight, looking back, I was you know I was always like. Uh, I had a really bad experience about being a art director. I hated it. It was a lot of meetings, a lot of this, a lot of that. But the biggest experience, the biggest learning lesson for me from all of that was, I just realized, like, man, I was a douchebag. <laughs> I was a fucking dick by by that, but you know, yeah. back then, you know, I was, I was thinking I'm the smartest. Like, my idea is the best. You know, I, I wasn't willing to listen. So, Sounds yeah, very <laughs> yeah, yeah. You learn. You learn. <laughs> Yeah, so and you know, you you did you did you witness the collabs at uh, Trojan Horse last year? No, I wasn't there. I'm gonna be this year. You you're, you're going to Trojan Horse this year as well, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run the collabs again. And and honestly, like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we do in the collabs is every lesson that I've ever learned, and how to empower your team and and not be the douchebag, uh, <laughs> art director or lead. Um, that that's that's essentially. Everything that I learned at Riot Games is is is, and how I operate the teams that I'm leading, um, that's that's kind of like the collabs have been set up for that. So, right. it it it's something that like if if anybody ever wants to see exactly what it feels like to be in a team that you are trusted and you are empowered, that that'd be a good video to to look at. Not I'm not promoting any of those videos, but um, you know I do think that it's it's worth seeing because we just had this long conversation, but that's going to like put the icing on the cake and yeah. the punctuation mark on it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's fine to promote, dude. I mean, the Trojan horse is one of the biggest right now. Right. I mean, in terms of the experience, it's one of the most unique experience when it comes to, I, I mean, I'll probably witness it myself. Not probably surely witness it myself very soon. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm like, what is this? Cause like, you know, my buddy ash like he he um he just went to belgium uh to to a talk he 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 went to uh france before and i see all those those talks they all look similar like they all have a very similar structure you have a speaker you might have some qa <clears throat> people come over there's like beers and stuff like that going on but but generally it's it's like you know it's it's that day kind of experience whereas this is seems to be more like you're almost like on a in a in a camp for like a boot camp yeah. of, of of whatever like a boot camp of awesomeness <laughs> it, and and honestly we oh, i think i think the only thing that we ask is that they create a pitch it's almost like a powerpoint um of of a product or a game or a video game or a movie or animation that they might want to make um these guys ended up actually making a playable game uh, two of them did, and 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 the the other ones were so freaking amazing. Like they were beyond a pitch, um, yeah. and and, they, and and honestly, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say it was nine hours of work for most of the teams. Yeah, and they made a workable game in Unreal. One team did it in Unreal. One was a browser game. 
Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to talk with, I mean, I, I already talked with uh, Andre and they, they started they started sort of pitching the what the experience is as well, uh, what the THU experience is. But yeah. um, I think they need like a publicist or something <laughs> just to sell it better. Because <laughs> yeah. it is like, it, I mean, uh, you know, maybe maybe when I, you know, you know, you know what I should do? You know what we should do when we, when we're there? We should do a, an episode live. Yeah, like our cafe live over there when we were over there, just like Done. grab some people and have like a cool chat or something. We should do that. That'll be fun. I think yeah. that'd be fun, just to sell, just to sell the experience. Like, oh, we're awesome. Everyone's awesome. I have, wish you were here. <laughs> I'm not invested in any other way except for the fact that I love for more studios to operate in this manner. Yeah. Yeah. No, Riot Games is awesome. I mean, I've had a chance to work with Yuzu and Kang. Like, we, we've been talking about working with you uh, a while back, but it just didn't align and ended up working on uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, like later I worked with Yuzu. And this, uh, the first thing you, you, you feel when you, when you get on a campus, and by the way, the, there's a new campus, right? We're, we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, <clears throat> fairly new. It's, it's, it's a couple of years now, but new. Uh, and so w w the first thing you notice is like the, it is a different place. It's completely different to an average video game company. It almost feels like I dare to say it, cultish. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like yeah, everyone is so obsessed about the game. You know, like yeah. and obsessed, not just like. I'm a fan. I, I like playing. No, no, no. Majority of the people that work there are obsessed about the game, which is yeah. which is very weird, but also like intriguing experience when you were there. It's just like, damn, like I now I now I get it. You know, like when you're if you if you play the game and you and you understand what the game is and you enjoyed it at least a little bit, you know, because like. If you hate the game, like, oh, fucking, it's not my genre, fuck it. Like, you're probably not going to understand it, right? But if you played it and you enjoyed it, like, oh, it's pretty cool. Then you see why, why the game is fun to play. It's because, oh, okay, all the people that work here, they're, like, putting their hearts into it. And it's not because, like, they're the best paid fucking people ever in existence of planet Earth. No, they're just, like, enjoying the experience and the, and the right of creating the, you know... The whole experience for the community you can feel that like the moment you enter you can feel that apart from just seeing that uh kim jung ji's mural that is <laughs> yeah. just like what the fuck <laughs> kind of, uh, i can i can have a two hours of talking about just sitting there drooling <laughs> watching him just come up with the stuff because honestly until i saw him in real life i thought that it was scripted and i thought there was a trick i, th I thought it was some kind of nope. weird magician trick where they planned for months to make this happen and then he just kind of started drawing no nope, that, that guy's a motherfucking wizard yeah <laughs> yeah we gotta check his dna like i don't i don't think he's from this planet no yeah he's he's i mean he's been doing from what i gather you know knowing knowing about him he's been doing it for a long time and, and you can tell he's just like he's like zero to hundred it's like 110 percent into that one thing you know he's like a vitali bulgaro of of, of drawing you know, or or Vitaly, Vitaly yeah. is maybe uh, Kim Jung Ji's of uh, of 3D art. You know, yeah. Like or you know, but you, but you get the gist of the, of the or the idea behind it. Um, yeah, it's, it's so for those who don't know, it's when you when you enter 
the campus. The campus is, by the way, I think it's a, it's is it Santa Monica or technically West LA? I can't remember. It's technically a, a Los Angeles. Just like I, I don't even. I, I think it's like it's a Santa Monica area. Generally, yeah. yeah, it's it's. Um, and you can you can Google it if you want. It's it's on the I think Bundy right Bundy Drive. Yeah, Bundy and Olympic. Bundy and Olympic, yeah. So I remember when it was constructed, dude. So I so I, I saw because I, I used to live in Santa Monica. I moved down uh, a little bit south now, um, to the South Bay. Um, but I remember driving there a lot and seeing this construction. It was like, damn, they're building some fucking huge offices, probably you know millions of studios. And they'll learn, no, it's all of it for Riot Games. Like, what <laughs> the, <what> the fuck? <laughs> what the, f <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when you enter the studio, it's like right before you even enter the like the main building, you have this mural of Kim Jong Ji's art. I think it's like, is it a printout or, or actual mural? I can't remember. No, it's a it's a printout of it. Yeah. Right, but he made like he a huge piece that is basically projected on that piece yeah. of fucking you know concrete or whatever yeah. and it's concrete. like and you look at it you just you can miss it if you don't pay attention you can miss it right because like yeah. it's a little bit on the on the side and you just look over like wait wait what what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um so then you enter and you have this freaking big you know warehouse like entrance with you know all the games you know art and everything it's just mind-blowing and then the studio, holy fuck! It's like if you've seen the um, documentary about Pixar, about the hidden rooms and shit yeah. like that. It's basically Pixar for video games. That was my first impression. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, that was my first impression because it's just like, I it, was it was it you or no? It was Kenny, I think, who was uh, giving me a tour. It was Kenny and um, and um, Trevor. Uh, they were giving okay. me a giving me a tour and and uh, I think Kenny was like, hey, hey, I'll show you something right here, and he's just like, you know, <laughs> steering me in like this weird fucking side of the building, side of the building is just like, oh, we're like fucking corridor, like nothing's going on here, and there's like this closet that you don't even pay attention to, and he just comes over like, oh, he's gonna take some fucking merchandise or some shit, I don't know, and he opens it like, come on in. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. A hidden room with some freaking um, yeah, it looks like uh like straight straight out of uh um Madman uh yeah. set. It's like <laughs> exactly perfectly like crafted perfectly crafted letter, you yeah. know, like all of the sh shelves have like draftsmanship around them, like you know, book that has a little bit of dust on them. It all looks like a film set. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, it's 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 pretty darn impressive, I would say. How was you? How was how shocking was when you when you guys first first saw it? Did you see it being constructed, or or was it like a big reveal, like for all the other guys? I, I you know everybody everybody wanted to go over there and see because that's just human nature. Um, and then I had the opportunity to see it before it was done because every section of 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 the the whole layout was designed around regions the the regions in Runeterra and so that's we were world building so we were helping color coordinate put the right regions in groups and and so that people can navigate easily uh, and not get lost that's how I guess that's how right. big it is so I, I got to see it in construction um, I wish and I and it's hard for me to like 
like realize how important that was. I wish that I would have seen it with like with everybody else because when people didn't know what the hell what just happened to them, when we saw them experiencing the place for the first time, their everybody's minds was blown away. And I was not in the same it's kind of like if everybody's drunk and you're sober, you're like I wish I was drunk. Um <laughs> Because they were all like, they were like, "Holy shit! Oh my god!" I'm like, "Yeah, I've I've already seen this place," and 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 it I, it took me to another level, but uh, a, a lower level. But I still enjoyed it once it was completely finished. I enjoyed it at, at a different level, but not theirs. It was unbelievable, and 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 everybody. It was so awesome that I think everybody felt embarrassed, and it was weird. It was kind of weird. <laughs> like, like oh, oh where where's the money this, coming know? from? Where's the money coming from for this? What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I get it. No, I mean, I remember talking to some of that guy. Like I said, some of the Naughty Dog guys were over at the Yahoo Center and they saw like, oh, it's kind of shit show over there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, it's like stinky and <laughs> yeah. looks like a shit show. Uh, and then I remember talking to Trevor and he said like, man, like what, what do we saw this? I love it here. It was just like geeking out. Like he wouldn't yeah. even express himself like how he how he's experiencing it for the first for first time was because he was already talking about the presence. Like I love it here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was it was it was you know, yeah. When you enter, you're impressed. Like I gotta tell you, and the the way you guys have it set up, it's it's really cool because you have this big courtyard that is pretty much a meeting room. You can like walk around. You have like this walkway. That's yeah. You can see people walking circles and doing yeah. meetings while walking. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Exercising walking. You have like a genuine freaking game room where you can go and play the game. And there's like vending machines from Korea. And the ramen... Did you guys end up opening the ramen place? No? No. Okay. Uh, I think, That's I a think bummer. Fire hazard or something. We couldn't, get, we couldn't get the permits for that. <laughs> that would be so crazy, dude. Uh, but, that would be so uh, crazy. An open fire 24-7, I don't think it's something <laughs> they want to do. But uh, it, it would have been awesome. No, it's epic. I, I got to say it's epic. You know, if just just an experience of, of seeing it, definitely definitely worth a while. Even even if you even if you don't like the universe or the game or the studio by itself. You know, it's just like when you see it, like, holy shit, I get it. I yeah. get it, you know. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so it's been seven years, man. That's that's a lot of time. It, it, it's it's a big commitment, but you know it, it works out. So when was the moment for you when, when it, it turned out, you know, it turned from, uh, you just drawing to you being a you know vis responsible for visual development, because now it's like you're a big guy over there. You're like I'm oh, the shit. No. I'm the no, shit. No, <laughs> trust me, I. I that will not happen. Just uh, by title. I don't okay. want it to let's, let's assume let's assume by title you're you're a big wig. Um just just title. Just admit it. Okay, admit fine. It. <laughs> um here's here's the thing. Like when the, the, the one time where I think everything changed is is I think I was um I was leading the efforts on 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 and and helping and leading the efforts on champions, the every champion release and and that was for 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 me, I think that that we had to keep it fresh and change and stuff like that. So it, there was a there was a transitional period where, where we're like, hey, I, I don't know if I want to keep doing this over and over again. Um, but I remember starting to think about the world a lot, and I know that Sean Carnes back in the days when we were in uh, the Culver City studio, I know that he was. 
I sat right next to him and he was all into the world. It was just too early and it wasn't the right time. But I remembered just absorbing all that energy and all of that knowledge. Um, and then Matt Graw was someone that he, we were outsourcing with. And, and then once he came in, and, and I think we always just kind of had an interest in that. But we just talked about it. And I remember that I drove uh, uh, every champion through, the, through a region, right? So mm -hmm. we're creating who is Vi now, um, uh, a champion back then. And, and, I, and I told Josh Singh, if you, do you know who – everybody knows who Josh Singh is. Um, I don't know if you know, but um, – I think, he, I think I met him. Yeah, he, I he's, met him. he's an amazing artist. And, um, and, and he, he'll tell you. He'll tell you exactly when you make a mistake. And so I said, can you make her a little bit more piltoverish? <laughs> and his face, his face scared the shit out of me. He looks at me with a, like, like, this, like this terror, this anger. And he says, what the fuck do you mean? What is Piltover? Seriously, man, tell me what that means. You keep saying it. And then I just look at him and I'm like, oh my God, you're right. We keep saying to make her look more Piltover, but there's no such thing as Piltover at the time. Right. So that's, that was the day, that was the moment that I said, yeah, we got to start creating an IP and we started to start creating a world because that's going to really help us um, organize the champions unite them and make sense of them and even at the end of the day tell stories and and we, we knew this was very a lot of people knew this but but how to do it when to start it I, I think uh, it was me and Matt Graw that 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 little got together pitched the idea um uh, you know Adam really was a huge instrumental like on on, on helping to start it up and then when we pitched it to Brandon he's like when can you start like seriously guys now let's go <laughs> and so we ended That's up awesome Starting. I think that for me, that was when I was the most satisfied because like, oh shit, like I get to be the, like in, in a space where I get to create a world responsibly, not, not in like six months, not in like nine months, but like really do it right. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of said, we don't know, we don't know when it's going to get done. We're not going to ship anything and uh, we don't know how much it's going to cost to Leave that all vague, but we're just going to keep going. Is that okay? And we need some of the best artists in the industry. Is that okay? <laughs> Give us a <laughs> lot of money. Yeah. Give us a lot of people. And we don't promise anything. How yeah, does the deal sound? Uh, awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> you want me to tell you something that I, I think a lot of people don't know is that we pitched it. I know that I certainly pitched it in that manner because I was hoping they'd say no. Like you, you kind of get, you kind of get scared. Get super cocky. Like, like I'm going to, I'm going to sell it so that they, they don't buy it and they say yes. Like what the fuck what just happened? Yeah. Like, cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what if they say yes, you actually have to back it up and do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was scary because it, to me, I knew that it was important and I knew that it was huge and I knew that it was going to be an uphill battle because for the next two years, it was hell. Everybody, anything that we did, we were changing the game. We're not respecting the game. It, it's not in the same style. It's not in the same vein. It doesn't have the same humor. And we were, we were not doing, we're not trying to duplicate the game. The game is amazing already on its own. We're trying to create Runeterra and we're trying to create a, 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 an organized world that we can build stories that are, that can make you cry, that make you laugh. They can do all sorts of stuff, but, but, but be tied in yeah. Um, in, in some kind of like, like, like DNA, something that holds everything together. Um, and so that's just to, just to that's, give people perspective, how many champions are, are 
were in the game by the time you were okay let's let's do something with it oh shoot like uh like i i guess over 20 right easily over yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. How no, I launched with 40, and I think it was like 70 or something like that. Okay, yeah. It's, oh, These numbers are not. More. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess it's like almost, how many champions are, are there right now? Like um, 80, 90, 100? No, I, I can't even remember. 40 or something. Damn. Guess, All right, I'm so off the mark. Holy fuck. And everybody are right. I'm 40, what the fuck? This, name. this number. Damn. Damn. It's a lot of champions, and honestly... What really is mind-boggling is the amount of skins that they have and yeah. how difficult, like if you think about how difficult it is to create a theme and then make for every, for a hundred and something, 40 champions, let's just say that number, there's about like an average of like five to six skins, maybe more for some of them a lot. And how do you just, how do you stay creative and original in that space? And and they, and they seem to do a really good job. So sometimes the champion is the easy part and, and really staying fresh and unique is is hard with the skins and um and i yeah i think that's more mind-boggling because if you count the skins that's just crazy amount the reason i'm asking is because yeah. like yeah 70 or 40 60 whatever over 40 let's say over 50 okay yeah like 50 champions and those who don't never played i mean you should you should go and try it it's free you can you can play it for free yeah um and you have, it has like a champion rotation, right? So you can you can pretty much play all the champions if you play it long enough, and you don't have to pay a penny. Um, yeah. But the the one of the things that is you can see right away is that it looks it for uh, in layman's terms, it's like taking all of the characters from all of the cartoons from Cartoon Network and putting them in one place. And now let's figure out the world that kind of glues everything together. Like what the fuck, dude? What it were was you thinking. It was a stupid mistake to try and attempt it. Um, it. It was hard. It was because we had to retroactively fix some of the decisions that were great decisions for a champion, but bad decisions for a cohesive world. And then we had to somehow finesse them so that we respect the player's point or, or perspective of what these champions were. Like there, there yeah. was some kind of background to them. And if you change them, I think our our players and our communities would be upset. So we not only had to adjust them, we had to also nod to who they were and 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 and, and finesse them to the point where we, when we changed them, um, our, our players were like, thank you, instead of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and that was the fine line and, and it could have gone it could have gone sour any point. So it had to be it had to be accurate and 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 we had to really, really do it with a lot of care. Um, and did not know how how much um, danger i was in with with upsetting our players um when we attempted it but we were passionate about it and we thought we, we I, and i'm glad we did it but it was yeah. uh it was way harder than i ever thought it was going to be getting yeah, people because, on, on one idea is it's difficult yeah because i mean the the biggest the biggest challenge i see here and i, I agree with you 100 percent is in in the world or in a game or a product like this where you already have a huge player base you have a fan base that are dedicated to the game they they are sort of like connected to the the universe even though the universe doesn't exist it's just a fucking like a cauldron of freaking cartoon characters <laughs> um <laughs> and you're trying to sort of like figure out okay let's make sense out of all of this you know like why like kogma whatever the character is and yasuo and then you have 
I don't know what was what what will be like the two or f most opposite freaking characters like Annie and I don't know Kogma for instance like how do I, you I even think, make those two Darius. work in the same world yeah or Darius right yeah. um yeah it's like every champion looks different it has like completely different theme to it it feels like a like if you take every single champion and make made a game just around that champion as a, as a main hero that would be a completely different game <laughs> Yeah, basically, and that's where 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 you guys started. That's because that yeah. was like, we're just making cool shit to make the the game to be really cool. We don't care about story. We don't care about right. this because it's not really a game about stories. It's it's really it my, was my, my, the time. Yeah, it's it's sort of like uh, Dota, right? Uh, very, very similar, right? Mm. Um, for me, it was like Dota, RT, RTS kind of kind of kind of feel, and yeah. um, and I was like, yeah, it's just like. There's no story, no no whatsoever. So how do you even you know tackle that? And I, I, you know, that's that's a that's that's a hard thing. You know, just trying to figure out and not upset people because when you have the game, the bread and butter of the game is it's the fans, right? It's the people that yeah. play it. Yeah, that's one of the things that I like about what you guys are doing because it's it's all it's it's really just like it's not a lip service. We're like, oh, we're gonna make you did make this and make that and gonna make. You guys all happy and then people play and it's like what the fuck what is this um it's you guys like seriously listen to feedback feedback and make the game that fans want to play and yet sort of like infuse your own ideas and your own vision of of what it's supposed to be without fans knowing that it's supposed to be that that thing it's very it, it might be a sort of like a stretch to compare it to to apple where you know steve jobs would create you know, repackage ideas. Let's put it this way, because he—I don't think he created a lot of his own ideas, but I, he was a master of repackaging and send, setting up trends and making sure that taking some technologies that already existed and putting them together in the right package yeah. that set up trend, like iPads. Right? Who yeah. who would ever think iPads going to be it, what it is right now? It's yeah, no. it's fucking crazy. But do you remember when it came out first? Like everyone was really killing it. Like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. Same was iPhone. Like I remember it was uh, Steve Ballmer, right? Having that epic freaking conference. He was laughing his ass off. Like, oh, iPhones just fucking screen. Like nobody cares about that. And it's only yeah. four hours of battery. Like what? People never going to buy it. Bestseller. <laughs> fucking biggest, biggest. Like game changer in in the phone industry that exactly. pretty much pretty much made Nokia die. <laughs> yeah. And One it was the a biggest manufacturer. Changer. Yeah, it was culture way, changer too. The way we live and the way we operate, the way we shop, a billion things that we never did before. It's not the phone that did it. It's the the software and the how you do that. Um, yeah. And then everybody everybody else's phone caught up and got better. So it's not like they were there. There's, you know, I, I think Android is just as great, but at, there was a point where they sucked and there was no, no competition. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my, my take on Android and I, I the devices are tech as a technical piece, they're great, yeah. but they're like unpolished. It's like PCs and Macs, you know, yeah. like Macs, like, you're going to, you're going to overpay for a piece of hardware um, and it's going to work. It's yeah. going to work. Whereas you buy a PC, you're gonna have the fastest shit ever. As you can, blue screens everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
fucking one screws get loose. Like I just recently had to replace um, the the CPU fan, uh, the you know the water cooling because just the yeah. pump bre- broke and the temperature went to like 150 Fahrenheit or something. Oh shit! Just fucking what the f- what what is the smell? You know, I, I'm glad I have I have the I have the Xeon uh, CPU because otherwise I would you know, would say goodbye to my computer. <laughs> um. But that's what you get when you get PC, you know? Like, you're going to have a really fast computer and it's going to work perfectly for professional work until it breaks. (laughs) And it breaks a lot. So, but yeah, so the the reason comparing is just like you guys are setting up your own trends, but but still like do a good service to... uh, You're in the service business, really. It's, it's, It's like, it's more of a service than a video game business, in my opinion, because, you know... The bread and butter of, of what you guys do is is your players. You're, it's the player yeah. base. You're not really creating, uh, you know, sequels. And um, obviously, I cannot talk about what you guys are doing over there. I mean, we're not going to touch that subject, I promise. Right. Um, but looking at what you do and what's announced and what people talk about and what people recognize Riot for, it, you guys are Riot Games, League of Legends, right? And... It doesn't matter if it's five years ago or five years from now. It's still going to probably still going to be a case and nobody's going to be upset. You know, it's 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 much like to a, to a degree um, Blizzard and, and, you know, Warcraft universe, right? Warcraft, Starcraft and Diablo. Like they've created those three universes and, and recently uh, Overwatch, which which was really successful. But man, yeah. 30 years. How many years have been in this industry? Like 20, 30 before they released uh, 30 years almost, I think, before they released Overwatch, like the new, the completely new thing. Yeah. Up until now, it's like pretty much three universes that have been doing forever. Nobody's upset. Everyone's happy, you know? Whereas most of the studios, like, you have, they, they have like a loo of different games and different genres. They're always trying something new, like, oh, okay, Naughty Dog is, you had, you know, Crash Bandicoot, then you have Jack and Daxter, and now you have Uncharted and The Last of Us, and what's going to be the next thing, you know? You always have the next expectation that there's going to be a certain amount of sequels, and then they're going to create something new, it's going to be cool games, blah, blah, blah. It's a game company. Whereas yeah. you guys, where's the new skin? Where's the new changes? The patch is coming. Like, I want to see what, how, how the champion's going to react, because I, I want to fucking fix my macro and get out of bronze or silver or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's it's one of those things that make it make it special. I mean, I might sound biased and talking to you also and knowing like you work for Riot, so it's it all might from the surface uh, seem very biased, but I mean, objectively looking, this is the biggest game ever right now, right? I mean, outside of you know, mobile games, some of the mobile games like, you know, um uh Angry Birds, right? Or or, or anything like that. This is by far one of the biggest game ever how many players you guys have over 100 million yeah I, I, the numbers are just astonishing like uh they, they they're just amazing I, we don't even know how that happened like i i'm sure other people do more more intelligent people than me um know exactly how that happened but you, you just kind of do your best you kind of love your space, your 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 craft, and 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 then somehow everybody does their part, and and they see those numbers, and our players, it's 
it's it's amazing like the reaction and and the 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 enormity of 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 their passion for the game um and and you just you know and 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 of course you you fear them in in a level you don't want to let them down yeah so you you it's kind like of mob every day you yeah. upset them they're gonna burn your house <laughs> no it's 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 because they care so much that it scares you to death to disappoint them like it you know every every time we we've done that and we're like shit how do we miss it does affect us, and and um and you know we miss, and we're like, yeah, we brush it off. Let's just make sure that we listen to them and everything like that. But I think deep down inside, uh, the reaction is 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 like, how did we how did we fail them? And it and it does, and it is kind of a little bit more serious uh, yeah. for us. But um, but it, but I think that is the bread and butter, and and that that is our that is the root of our success. I don't I don't know if the game itself could have done it. Because I think the greatest thing that I think Riot Games ever created was a really amazing community and um, and 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 uh, and a game that we kept, you know, evolving and evolving until it just got better and better. And then yeah. every time there was uh, something got you know old or, or or we did it too many times, there was always something new that we came up with that was different and we kept it fresh for a very long time and we're continually doing that. Um, that's 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 amazing because honestly most players will ask for almost the same thing and if you give them exactly what they want they will be bored it's our job to say and understand their needs and their wants and try and exceed them our job is not to give them what they want it's to give them something that they didn't even know they wanted yeah when you when you cave into demands that's when you fucked up basically (laughs) it's It's like yeah yeah yeah, it's it's true. It's true. I, I've seen I've seen this happen uh, in 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 many cases. You know where people are just like, oh, we're upset. Fucking do this, that, and then you you do it, and they, no, nope, doesn't work. Didn't yeah, work didn't work at all. Um, yeah, because like you just have to consider the fact that majority, even though even though you're gonna have like pro gamers, they know what they like because they've experienced the thing that they learned to like. Right, yeah. they didn't come up with the idea in the first place. That's why. That's why Steve Jobs w- was, you know, one of those people that hate him, like him or hate him. He was re- revolutionary for the industry because he knew how knew how to set up trends and cultures. You know, yeah. that's that's a difficult thing to do. And you guys, I think, did it in a way. Someone said on the chat that you you've turned uh, League of Legends into esport game, which be, which basically in, in essence made the game not a game but a culture so yeah and a yeah, sport like this yeah and i forgot about that that's that's the enormity of like the like that's a whole different subject matter and 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 a long conversation but just the fact that people see that as a, a true sport and the level of competition and the yeah. pros that play it uh, new level i honestly i could never predict it i could have never seen this happen i would have never thought besides having uh, 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 a World Cup game fill up a stadium the way they did, like they actually it does fill up stadiums. Like if you fucking when you guys have like those LCS or whatever in in LA, it's Holy. it's a shit show in downtown LA, dude. It's a real oh. shit show. But when we went to and you know in Korea that big giant st- like stadium, I I honestly didn't know if we could fill it up. <laughs> I was so wrong. It's sold out. It was just I mean, like Korea and, Korea and China. It's really big there, right? It's like what is the majority of the market? I, I, yeah, I, I would I would think so. 
yeah it's it's pretty big there yeah I, I, i'm not surprised i mean if you if you if you play it and you enjoy it you'll cl quickly see at least from a developer perspective how smart the game is because every time you add new champion you're making the game more difficult and more challenging so even though you're not changing really much it's like just little, little, little thing here a little thing there you know just like small percentile changes that change the balance and the way you play it and make it fresh and and fun and you know and interesting again even though it's the same thing over and over it's it's literally the same thing over and over and over and over and over again it's playing yeah. the same fucking map 24 7 right well we but, call it it's like playing it's like playing uh basketball right it's the same court exactly but it's, you're not playing the the map you're not playing the champions you're playing the people behind them um exactly. and their strategy and they and, and they're always countering you back and forth this um you know it that's that's actually the the thing that I love most about games, I really don't like the AI. I like playing the human on the other side of that because um, you're you never know what to expect. And I think that's also like that that secret weapon for for this game is is they give you so many options and abilities to to evolve and change. Um, so each player will play the same champion very differently and and surprise the shit out of you sometimes. Yeah, I was. Uh to come back to the eSport aspect and, yeah. you know, the... Because um, I remember I used, like, when I heard, like, it's an eSport and now it's officially recognized as, uh, you know, League of Legends players are, like, recognized... Professional League of Legends players are recognized as athletes yeah. in, in the United States. I was like, what the fuck? What is this shit? <laughs> you know? Athletes? Yeah. I see a chubby guy fucking... With the mouse hunched over, he barely can see through. The, I mean, not not all of them. I'm just you know paraphrasing, but you, you get the gist of like you know surprise. But then when you play I get it, it now I I felt the same way through at the beginning, but I get it. Like it's 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 a skill, it's a mental skill, but it's a skill, and it's a skill that not anybody and everybody possesses. And yeah. some people some people could do it at an at an amazing level. Like they can reach certain levels that most of us can't. And that's why we like sports. That's why we see people doing amazing feats when when they're playing soccer, basketball, football. Um, you respect that because you're like, how do they do it? You you start seeing these, and then they're doing things that you're you're like, my brain doesn't think that way. I can't. I can't <laughs> do eye hand coordination. Doesn't compute. Yeah, you guys, you guys have like your own Messi in this in this universe, Faker, right? This 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 Korean player. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I you know. I've played a game a fair bit, you know, yeah. uh, just to understand the world and also understand what the game is. And it's fun. It, you know, for me, it's fun. I'm not a competitive player. I do like to get competitive in a way where it's like I try something and I go balls deep and then sort of like quit um, because like obviously I have to be careful about my time, especially with the yeah. games. Um, but when you play it, you quickly, I mean, you realize like there's there's a scale of of skill that you require you're required in order to progress really into like higher higher ranks especially if you play competitively you know yeah. the ranked games and whatnot and there's this guy from korea who's like fucking i don't know how his brain works but if you know enough about the game and then you see what he does in the game it's like what That's impossible. what yeah like how, how? yeah how <laughs> how is this even possible you know because when you play, you have only three buttons really to, to, to press, right? W, Q, and E. That's that's really what you press for most of the time. 
but then the timing and, and what and like how you combine it with everything else that is going on in the game there's just so many macros and so many things going on it's fucking insane it, <laughs> it is it reminds me like it's a different realm when you look at martial arts right when you look at jujitsu for instance and when you start rolling on the mats you you quickly re realize that being a black level uh, black belt uh, level it is a fucking grind to get there right and there's so many levels and the the game is constantly changing you know the, the people that got their black belts back back in the days like if you go to your black belt in jiu-jitsu five or ten years five years ago five years ago you got your black belt in jiu-jitsu right and if you haven't experienced or if you've been in the bubble of not uh trying new things but just like oh i i made it not none of none of the black belts do that by the way right but because right. all of them are super competitive and want to learn all the time but jujitsu five years ago and now it's completely different thing you know you now it's like the leg game like the fucking leg logs and everything just getting yeah. your legs broken and murdered uh it's so advanced right now that someone who was black belt five years ago and someone the same person yeah. that learned the, the new game now on the black belt level it's a fucking night and day and yeah. it's my not you know it's a, it's a different comparison but that's just you, you can feel the the same amount of layers of of difficulty and even you feel like oh i'm a, I'm a good player no 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 you're like down on the bottom 20 percent of what <laughs> the game offers <laughs> You got a long way to go. Yes, and you know maybe maybe there's one or two people that are like over ninety five. Yeah. There's still some room for improvement. And by the way, any new patch, any new new champion, any new changes that come to the game, that bar is constantly rising. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, and um, and I think that's what what makes people really enjoy it and and play it, you know, because it's like. There's not that many games out there that you play long time. Like most of the games, you just like right. start play and then abandon. Like how many games you actually played from start to finish? Like could you count how many games you've you've done? Uh, I I won't name names because I don't want to. Like there's there's buddies that made some of those games. <laughs> honestly, in the last year, I could only bear to pass two, maybe uh, I think three, all the way through uh, full size games. Um, a, a lot of casual games right. I'll, I'll pass, but but full-size games, uh, only about two I think I did in the last year. Maybe three because I'm almost finished with one. But um, but the rest I just, like, I play and you play. It, by the way, it's not that they're bad games. It's really engagement, the, the, the real engagement. The, the first level is amazing. You start getting everything. But then the second level and the third level, it's almost like the same gameplay. Yeah. And then you realize that if you do the same move throughout the entire game, you can pass the entire game with that sequence. And then, like, some games are just, like, um, you, you go through one section and then they all kind of start looking the same, feeling the same. Um, and then and then the dialogue and everything, like, it just gets – it's good, but it just keeps repeating. You start seeing the patterns, and that's what pulls me back out. Um, they just try to they, – they, they give you a great experience at the beginning, and then they repeat it over and over again to make it make it feel like it's it's a right. bigger game. Um, so I, 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 I pull out real quick. So I don't – Really but you played hundreds of hundreds of games by now, you know. Like you, you, you do play a lot of games, I right? Play a lot of games. Yeah, but I'm I not a bit. Not, and I don't consider 
playing them because I get I, I just I, I have no time these days. So yeah. I'll play something and I'm like, if if it's not catching me right off the bat, I gotta let go because I gotta play something else. Um, and then keep keep looking for that one good game that I'm willing to put the only time I have left. And now, into. how many how many of them you replayed at least once? <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, probably not. Metal, Gear. <laughs> Metal, <laughs> Metal Gear. Gear. Okay, Metal Freaking Gear is fine. Awesome. For me, yeah. it was Last of Us because I want to try different <laughs> difficulties. Yeah. yeah, like the the the, yeah. the nightmare or whatever it's called. I can't remember the yeah. top difficulty where you when you're crouching, you don't see the you know, sort of yeah. like this you know silhouettes. It's so difficult and scary. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like you, you don't finish that many games anymore because it's just yeah. hard to get engaged. And, you know, it just shows like why some of the games are, are as good as they are and why they're so, so successful. Dude, we had a lot of good conversations here. I wish we we touched upon more more subjects, but I think we should, we should start thinking about wrapping it up. There's a bunch okay. of questions. Uh, that I wanted to go through before we we really wrap it, and I would love to have you back, and maybe maybe during THU we should we should try it if you're down for it. Absolutely. Uh, I'll Absolutely. bring my Sounds laptop like and microphones. Idea. We'll be good. <laughs> we'll do it in person. It will be m m more fun, I think. Um, oh. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Like I, one of the things I want to do in the future, and I don't know if it's gonna work out. It's just a matter of you know money and uh, and time. And yep. marrying both, because I'm not gonna invite like people to my house. That's it's <laughs> not a good idea with, with my kid running yeah. around and like everything's going on. It's like, yeah, you want to have a studio for for that kind of stuff. But having a in-person conversation is different than having like Skype conversation, you know. So that's something I want to try in the future. So maybe we're gonna try it uh, over at TCU. All right. Okay. So yeah. first question. When I'm learning fundamentals, how and which exercise, exercises you give yourself? Or what did you guys do when you learned perspective and lighting? It's a very, um, it's one of those questions about fundamentals and f foundation. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I can answer it from the perspective of an artist. Uh, would you want to answer it from the perspective of like art director? I think that would be a good approach. What do you think? Absolutely, as long as you still keep me calling me an artist. <laughs> no, I mean, look, art directors are artists too, and you're an artist too. I've been sharing your work when uh, when uh, we were talking. I was showing oh, okay. some of your work. That's pretty dope, dude. Pretty dope. Thank um, you. Of course, you're an artist. Come on, man. Don't put me on the spot. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you're, okay, you know why I say that? It's because I start doubting it as an art director. <laughs> more time. You trying do to though, like keep it as healthy dude, as possible and they're making art that uh even their own team says oh i didn't know you could draw so you kind of <laughs> like you kind of have an edge there like yeah. no i'm an artist I swear i am i swear i swear it's true <laughs> um i'll i'll answer it quickly from perspective okay. of, of 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 my perspective and let's put it my perspective and your perspective uh, uh blah, 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 blah. i, I think i think the bad that. idea is the bad idea in my opinion is to do everything at once and I learned it the more I the more I live this life, and uh, I've been I've been last ten years, fifteen years, I've been living a life of doing everything all the time, like all of the projects, everything, just like just keeping myself really busy. Now I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm reaching that point. It's like ah, oh, I gotta slow down. Um, because the more the more your life uh, becomes busy with different things, 
the yeah. less engaged you are in learning this one important thing and the less learn lessons you take and the more mistakes you're going to make because you're not paying enough attention there's a there's definitely something that people have where it's just like some people have more or less ability to pay attention to one or more things right some people can only pay attention to one thing and one thing only there are there are people that are genetically predisposed to be more uh, aware of, of different things all at once and be able to sort of like soak everything all at once uh, not everything but m more things you know like a span of how much you can learn at once there's not there's there's the the myth of multitasking is a bullshit that that never yeah. works it's been disproved uh so if if you're working on something and if you want to focus on perspective focus only on that so you still you still can paint right but maybe try to challenge yourself with choosing different perspectives like for your paintings and like really difficult things um it's it, the easiest thing you can do is set up everything in 3d and boom you're, you're, you're done right i remember when i was creating my class uh for learn squared intro to environment painting and i do talk about perspective in in the lessons there dude i had to go through the fucking perspective myself before i recorded that because i was like yeah. Fuck! I cannot draw in perspective anymore. <laughs> yeah. I use 3D and you know photos. Like I understand perspective, but drawing in is like it's a completely different beast. And you start to open up and realize like, oh damn, there's so many places that I'm still missing out on. Um, so it's a really good idea to focus on something and go for it, and go go and paint the painting. Like do the lighting, do the characters, do whatever you like. But the idea for that painting or, or a series of paintings, if you want to learn perspective, is Try sketching it out so that it's perspective driven, not like realistic lighting or texture, you know, all of that stuff. Don't care about that. Care about like how you can set up like really cool and compositions are, are important here too, because compositions do work with perspective almost, you know, entirely. So it's it's one thing to draw in perspective really well, but then also compose at the same time. So pick one thing and like really drill it. It's like doing drills when you go to um, when you learn sports, whether it's basketball, jujitsu, boxing, whatever. The main thing is drills. You drill. Yeah. You do the same exercise over and over and over and over again until you're like really good. But then if you stop doing it, it sort of like fades away. You know, you're yeah. going to some some of the knowledge is going to keep there. Some of the muscle memory is going to stay there, but it fades away. You know, it's like when you try 3D and then after a couple of years, you go come back to drawing, you feel like absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly that. So what do you think about from, from your perspective? Um, I think I, I, I totally agree with everything you say. And I think you nailed it in the head with uh, just repetition. Um, there's two things that I would do. First, I would make sure that um, I seek the knowledge. So there's like for perspective, there's all sorts of really small perspective books that have little exercises and you want to master the analytics of it. Like, like be very uh, formulaic when you just understand it and yeah. then and, and drill that into your head. Because if you don't know exactly what's going on and you don't truly understand it, you're probably always going to be floating in clouds and not really knowing which way is up and down, you know? Um, and then, and then you focus right after that on, on, on becoming loose and, and not using those tools and not using measurements and, and just freehanding everything. So like to become an artist, you have to know the rules and then break them. That's the old, you know, like everybody says that. But I think um, 
I think do that a ton and repetition. As yeah. soon as you, 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 I swear you'll get it, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen when you want it to happen. You're just going to walk, walk in one day. You're going to start drawing and you don't realize that you just did it. Um, yeah. That it sneaks up on you, but it's because you've done it so many times. Um, but I, I, I've seen a lot of people do repetition and get uh, a bad habit. I do believe that there's a lot of knowledge behind and a lot of like um, strategy behind every decision you make in art. Um, and, 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 you know, June on reminds me of that stuff every day. He actually builds right from those old, he still uses the fundamentals and then he creates these amazing images. Yeah. And so he reminds everybody that like you can still use them at even at his level. So I, I still, I still constantly do it whenever uh, my students, you know, when I was teaching a lot, um, all my students, I, I really went through those two steps and they, and they kind of worked pretty well is, is learn the rules, learn how to break the rules, learn to be expressive and then, and then be yourself and, and, and it just, and it'll happen. Um, but most people just quit before, before they, before it starts to happen. And then they realize why can't it, why can't it be me? Um, and it just yeah. means you didn't try hard enough or you didn't stick to it long enough. Yeah, you touched upon this interesting subject that I want to talk about, but not not on this uh, podcast, not not now, but <laughs> the, the the topic of passion, you know, and yeah. and finding the passion and like quitting before you even get your hands dirty. That's that's yeah. a really cool topic. Uh, someone else asked uh, why Yasuo is so over overpowered. <laughs> We're always like, you know what? It's <laughs> designer questions. Uh, as long as my champion is OP, I don't care. No, I, um, <laughs> you know, I, I honestly like it, it's it's just amazing that everybody doesn't get pissed about every champion. About I don't know how they organize these champions, how they balance the gameplay. It is absolutely balanced considering anything and everything could go wrong every time you introduce one champion. And also, if somebody uh, finds an exploitation, they they find ways to like correct that and and keep the game balanced and. Overall, it's been balanced. Sometimes some things stay OP for long, longer than they should, but I think they always have like a priority list and they're trying to make sure that everybody gets a fair, yeah. um, a fair game. But, but that's my answer in, in a very lame way um, <laughs> that I'm not a designer. I, I think it was a troll question, by the way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that shouldn't be answered. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, for, for, for those who, who, you know, that's, that's a like, good elaboration. I mean... Considering how many champions you have, how many mechanics of the game there are, how many different levels of skill are involved, you know, you cannot rely on, on you have to have like enough data to actually know, okay, yeah. yeah, it does make sense. And what if it's just a bug, you know, because like there might be a bug that is just like making things be underpowered or overpowered intentionally, you know. I like how you people get upset about it though. Like that, you know, it, it, it could be anything. But it's hard. It's hard to balance it. But yeah, and if it was a troll, man, I'm so gullible. <laughs> gonna fall for him every time. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skim through some of the questions because they're very similar with with what I asked already. Uh, one of the interesting ones was um, one of the guys, Ahmed, said, uh, "I'm really upset in my country where the concept art is just too small, and I'm not uh, that big deal in concept art yet. I'm a graphic designer, but." I'm more interested in concept art. Should I pay that attention and stop studying? I guess it's um, 
I oh. guess it's uh, I guess it's, it 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 comes down to like if sh- he should st- stop studying graphic design and maybe focus more on uh, concept art. Let me see. There's other part of the question. Um, yeah, I think that's the gist of it. Uh, there's other part that is more like related to opportunities and freelance work, which I can answer at the end. But yeah, what what do you think? I think it's simple. If you quit, it's because it was never meant for it was meant never meant for you. Um, but I think he asks uh, specifically because he's a graphic designer right now, yeah. and and he's thinking about concept art, which yeah. is two different two different things, in my opinion. Okay, so he but but he's saying but he that wants in to be his artist. country there's not a lot of opportunities. Yeah, for pretty much. Art. Um, and 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 honestly, like if he loves concept art but he's afraid to do it because the opportunities aren't there. Um, I, I don't know that might, and I may, I'm, I'm this, this is where a little bit of my harshness, maybe a too direct, but like um, the, we, we live in a very different world. We're all connected digitally. Um, so I, I think, I think if you are passionate and I think you come up with extremely amazing work, you will be able to get work anywhere. Yeah. Um, it so it doesn't matter anymore. Follow your passion make sure you're one of the best and you won't have to worry about, you know, you know, getting a job. You, you got a lot of artists that you work with that are not in the country even, right? Over yeah. At Riot Games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. pretty much any studio I, I, I've worked with or know, they are open to working yeah. with freelancers. And there's actually a lot of studios that consider working with freelancers more and more because just makes cheaper makes makes it cheaper for the company there's this company that uh, is behind uh, WordPress the whole you know WordPress system of, of websites you know what WordPress is right yes um, so they just dissolved their studio they just made it all online they had a lot of like I think they had so much staff working from home anyways that mm-hmm. they figured you know what let's just I mean why do we pay the bills for for a studio that you know, we don't really need because everyone right. is sort of doing their job in the in the more relaxed way from home. Like, there's no reason for us to be. So they dissolve the brick and mortar aspect of it. Yeah, the the, the company okay. is still there. It's still hiring all the people that they were hiring. It's just like they said, like, "Hey, you want to work from home? You have an opportunity now." And every, I guess everyone said yes, and then <laughs> they just like, "Well, we don't need a studio then. We can just all work over internet." Yeah, which is uh, so cool because like. It is a, it is a really good and a bad thing at the same time because on the on the one end it's it's more comfortable, but on the other end you have to feel more accountable for yourself when yeah. you work from home because there's so many distractions again. Like if you can keep your distractions away and focus on the work, you you will be good. But being in the studio kind of focuses focuses you more, in a way to be sort of working because you're in a working environment. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like I come from Poland, and when I was learning about art, there was no no like the industry was kind of there, but you had to know about it. And a lot of artists don't know uh, that there's industry. Uh, if you f- if you feel passionate about it, again, it's like a passion topic. If you feel passionate about it, just research. Don't stop. Don't don't give up. Uh, if you give up, that means it's not for you. No. That's as simple as that. You will find something else that. You'll be so passionate. It doesn't matter if you're gonna make money or not. You you will still make it. So, yeah. Um, let me see. What else is there? I think there was uh, there's one more. Maybe I'll ask. 
It's a question for me. I'll ask, answer it later. Or maybe on the other stream. I want to stop answering questions to me when I have guests. <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you what do you do to find inspiration when if you find yourself uh starting at the staring at the blank canvas not knowing where to start um i don't start at the canvas anymore um <laughs> you started you st with the with the with the league of legends it was a fucking looney tunes <laughs> yeah you've learned some skills no um i i think in the i think it's a it's a I think it's a real problem because most of, and, and this goes a little bit of what I said before, is, is most concept artists aren't given the opportunity to be super creative. So I can understand why a lot of people look at something and get stifled and, and they're like, what do I do now? Um, blank piece of paper is just a symbol of, of you not exercising your creative abilities as much. Just like everything else, it's a muscle memory. You have to practice it. Um, and so we've been doing and, and, and using that part of our brain um, relentlessly for like five years uh, in, on, on the world building team. And it's, it's now come to the point where, where we have billions of options um, and now we have to choose between them to, to see which one we visualize and, 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 and get the best outcome. Um, when, you're, when you're looking at a blank page, you're not focusing on, your, on what you want to do. So here's, here's some things that can help you to start getting yourself out of it. Um, at least this is something that I do. And, and, I, and I suggest that to the team, but the team is, they, they, everybody has their own ways of doing that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, call them, I call them like pillars, four, three to four things that you're trying to achieve. Um, so like, hey, I want to create a, 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 a cowboy. It has to be female. It has to be um, in this, in a planet. Like once you start going into like, it must be this, um, then, you, then you get like the goals. That's, that's what you're trying to achieve. And then you close your eyes and then you try to become this character. Um, you, you, you sit there and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm a cowboy in a spacesuit, obviously, because I don't want to, I don't want to die because there's no oxygen here. Um, now I'm. You still I, wear I'm a hat. Happy. What was that? Do you still wear a hat? I, I still wear a hat. Like those are. <laughs> so, so those those are all cues, right? Like those it's are a all. Fucking cues. important question. How are you gonna How are you gonna be a cowboy without a hat? But you're yeah. in the space. How are you gonna, you know? You... If I'm in a spacesuit, how do you know I'm a cowboy, right? Exactly. Like, so that's why you have the to fuck, write man? the colors because it has to communicate that. You know. Yeah. And so you you sometimes say you're not going to have a rope and you're not going to have a hat. You're not going to have two guns on your side, but um, but it but this is what makes you a cowboy. And and then you end up trying all sorts of stuff. Maybe you end up putting your phasers in a in a cowboy kind of position on the side. Like you just start nodding to it. You you get to play and stretch the uh, the be believability or the exaggeration of everything. But yeah. but you don't start drawing. You start you start becoming it. You start experiencing it. You start smelling it. What what is what does the area smell like? And honestly, it's as much as you get there's probably some people laughing at me. It's like, you really do that? Um <laughs> and then all of a sudden I have a ton of things to draw. Because I'm I'm like if I if somebody was to say, Hey, um how I, I'm having trouble like visualizing my living room. It's like, well, tell me what you see. It's easy to like start drawing when when it's right in front of you. Well, if you start imagining it and you start walking through the place that you're trying to create or you're trying to come up with, um, 
all these cues are start to draw a picture for you. And so you don't have to start with a blank page. You can start with a with using your head and your imagination. And and we're visual and most of us, most artists can draw pictures in your head. Um, yeah. And so like I, I think that's that's why it's not a big deal for me anymore. But but I always find ways to make sure that that's not an issue. Um, I, I do apologize because I have been using that muscle for a long time. Uh, so it's so it's a lot of a lot, it's it's easier for me for the people that don't just keep trying. Um, start easy, start simple, and 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 start building up those uh, creative muscles. So uh, I'm gonna elaborate that question from my end and ask you this. Uh, so it's one thing to draw, right? But yeah. when you're coming up with the ideas for uh, the the visual development, right? So when you when you're developing, you you already have a character. You already have sort of like this this cues and everything that is already there in the world. Where do you find your ideas for how to develop the world so that all of the parts fit? Do you look at work? Do you look at films? Do you look at other stuff or you just brainstorm and you think? We think, we brainstorm, we bring in uh, ideas, things that we've experienced. Um, we have amazing creatives. So like, we we hire the right people, right? So we don't hire people that are really good at drawing or are really good at writing. Um, we hire people that are creative. Um, and what that means is, imagine my like everybody on the team is is, is there to be creative. Mm-hmm. Some people express themselves through art, and some people express themselves through writing. But we are all able to express and invent and create things that don't exist. Um, that's our that's and getting all those people in a room and, and brainstorming it's just so much easier and 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 honestly like the first 15 20 ideas at first they must might have sound awesome but by the time you get to the end they're so lame because we've just evolved into a place that we're we never thought we could be yeah. um so that's it, it's a lot easier when you're in a room full of just amazing creatives yeah, it's the, it, when you have that conversation going, it's like it just validates or invalidates your ideas completely. Yeah. You know, it's because like when you're alone with your own thoughts and you think this is this is the right thing, this is the right idea. Uh, oftentimes, it's just stupid. You know, yeah. and if if there's no one to tell you to find like to poke those holes, like, all right, you say a cowboy, but how the fuck you know he gonna wear a hat? You yeah. know, like all of those things, like you very often times you just don't uh, ask your yourself those questions you know it's just like oh it's a, it's a fucking cowboy it's this and that and then when you get your hands dirty and and get down to it it's like oh something doesn't work here and you don't really know what you know <laughs> you uh, trigger the memory <laughs> so um you know people call bullshit on you right if you yeah, say yeah, yeah. and uh so it got to the point where uh, uh mark gibbons who is amazing artist just amazing creator um, he brought in the bullshit button <laughs> and, and he and mainly, I found myself talking and it was probably you, I don't think it was intended for me, but it <laughs> being used on me the most. So I, I, I that. so that, that triggered is it, a memory. Is it like a, like a horn or something? No, no. It's presses or. Yeah. It, it's a, it, I think it's the staples button or something like that. Oh, but okay. It's bullshit instead of like easy button. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It said bullshit. So like as soon as. It was in the middle of the table, and as soon as, you know, mostly, most of the time it was me. As soon as I said something that didn't make sense, like, what do you mean? That just doesn't make sense. And then somebody <laughs> would, but, yeah. 
that's that's actually funny. <laughs> I did end up hiding it. I think. How many times you got trolled though? Like a lot. Me me me. No, actually, it's good. Me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was it was disruptive, but I but I, I also love being in a meeting that we take things so seriously and we're all trying really hard to like come up with this solution and then every once in a while we start laughing because that's actually we need that sometimes we need to loosen up and just just have a good time yeah <laughs> that is funny that is truly funny all right dude um let's wrap it up here there's okay. a bunch of other questions but i don't want to hold you up anymore uh i did sort of uh mismanaged time because we were supposed to start an hour earlier and then i i scheduled this thing for an hour later so i already took enough of your time and i'm super thankful for you for you being here man it was no really problem. really fun to talk to you let's do it again uh there's a bunch yeah. of questions there about um in, you know passion specifically passion related there's some questions about minimizing distractions i think i'll just do a separate uh maybe videos or something or different podcast about it or maybe when we when when we're gonna be at THU, that that might be a, an interesting topic to to talk about specifically okay. only about that. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, um, anyone who's joined us live, thanks for tuning in and listening. It's awesome as always to have you here. And Eduardo, 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 you say that so well, <laughs> Eduardo. Thank you for being here. Thanks, thanks for your time, man. Really, Thank you. Re really pleasure to talk, talk with you. All right, guys. Thanks for having um, me. Wrap it up here. And um, thanks again. Till the next time.